Welcome to the Cackalack Panthers Chat Podcast, coming to you quasi-live from the Gate City. Folks, we are the official, unofficial Carolina Panthers Podcast. The statements made on this show do not necessarily represent the opinions of those individuals making them. Opinions may change on the fly, after conscious deliberation, or for no reason whatsoever. And finally, as Mel likes to remind us, we are grossly unqualified to give our opinions on professional football players, but we in no way let that stop us or even give us pause. My name is Adam. I have here with me BK and Wilstradamus. Mel could not be here tonight. We'll miss her. But BK, who is tonight's sponsor? Thanks, Adam. This first full podcast of the season is brought to you by... Hayden Hurst, the man who will hopefully go down as catching our next franchise quarterback's first touchdown, only to toss it into enemy territory. Way to go, Hayden. Thanks, Hayden. (laughs) (laughs) I didn't even notice that. Oh, yeah, Yeah. he caught the ball and then promptly threw it into the stands. And you know Atlanta ain't giving that back. Mm -mm. So Mm -mm. no no first touchdown football for Bryce. I don't know. Once he gets into the Hall of Fame, they're going to recover that ball, right? Someone will. (laughs) You know, hopefully. Hopefully. All they're right. going to hold on to it and see how well he does this season. Yeah, hopefully better than the first game. Yeah, well. Speaking of the first game, Will, how would we do this week? We took an L. Wow. <laughs> a common Panthers L, as yeah. it were. Yeah, not a not a great game. Uh, we don't need to spend a ton of time on it, but uh, yeah. Um, Bryce was underwhelming in the game. I, I think he made two pretty... Typical rookie mistakes thrown over the middle, really just not seeing uh, the D-back kind of closing in, watching Bryce's eye jump the route both times. Bates, your guy, BK, who had a great game. Go Deeks. It pains me to say, but I mean, I'm just telling you, Deeks are Deacon in the NFL. I love it. <laughs> Apparently so. Unfortunately, against the Panthers. I yeah. mean, he had a solid game, but... I didn't realize this, but they had signed him to a huge contract yeah. in the offseason. He was yeah. a big he was a big catch for uh, Atlanta. Did, did he play for Cincinnati? He played for the Bengals the last couple yeah. of years, and they were clamoring f- to re-sign him, That's and they couldn't get it done, and he became a free agent, and he, he yeah. got paid. He paid dividends for the Falcons he in the did. first game. That's, he did. That's the way to make your intro in I a mean, new team. Yeah, two interceptions and a forced fumble. Yeah. He was responsible for the Miles Sanders fumble. Yeah, I saw that, and I think yeah. he led the team in tackles as well. Yeah, ten ta- yeah. total tackles. So he had a he had a really good game. He had a coming out party. Is what he had. Go Deeks. <laughs> Sorry. So, yeah. Well, I mean, I guess for you, BK, that's some some savoring, some consolation. Some, yeah, some consolation there. Some consolation. Yeah. So, but speaking of all of that, you know, Bryce Young not having a great first uh, game is in pretty good company. It turns out, as Will had suggested early on, that basically uh, rookie quarterbacks tend to struggle in their first games, and he doubled down on that by saying Frank Reich, uh, <laughs> who's now like 0-5 or 0-6, struggles in his first games of the season. Yeah. So um, a little omniscient, maybe? Perhaps. Perhaps. Uh, staying true Will, to his word. Will Stradamus, Will Stradamus. Yeah, Will Stradamus, Will Stradamus. I didn't get that nickname for no reason, man. <laughs> but to name a few folks who didn't have great first games uh joe burrow not a great first game of his career in 2020 uh 23 of 36 that's not bad uh zero touchdowns throwing touchdowns and one interception uh total qbr rating of 13.9 so not great there had a few rushes though and did get a rushing touchdown so um you know Price again in good company. Trevor Lawrence, 
Uh, Trevor had, let's see, 28 of 51 in his first game. Threw for, threw for a bunch of yards, though, 332 yards. Uh, had three TDs, but also three interceptions. Um, yeah, and a total QBR of 20.2. So um, not a great game for him. Uh, and then, of course, we're talking about Bryce, our guy, throwing for 20, 20 of 38 for 52.6% completion percentage. 146 yards, the one TD, but of course the two interceptions, which are pretty critical, uh, 48.8 rating. I don't know what that breaks down to as a QBR, but nonetheless, not a great game there and hoping to see Bryce improve as as he matures and comes along. Uh, one critique, and I know that some of the announcers in the game noticed, uh, noted this, was just that Bryce, on at least, I can count, three occasions, threw the ball to the right spot, but receivers weren't breaking out of their routes and going to the spot. I think one was TMJ. Like he got caught up, you know, like he was like trying to peel out, go to the sidelines. And he just literally just was looked like he was hugging the DB. So he didn't make it to his spot. Ball gets, looks like it's an overthrow, but it really wasn't. Um, I think another was uh, Tamingo on the other side, just not breaking out of his route, you know, and going to the spot really. Uh, the other one that I'm thinking of was TMJ, where it was, yeah, the deep ball, yeah, where, where he stu- he did that. He weird. should have gone back shoulder fade, and uh, that's where Bryce was throwing it. That's where the opening was, and TMJ didn't break break his route off. So, um, or or continue his route to the right spot is probably a better way of saying that. But nonetheless, uh, seems like the whole team, with few exceptions, needed to. Uh, you know, it needs to improve if we're going to be winning the next game. Um, so that's, uh, yeah, especially the wide receiving cord. Adam Thielen looked like he runs a five seven forty. <laughs> that's probably too fast. <laughs> yeah. he's, he's in the sixes now. I, I'm I'm thinking Bradley Bozeman might give him a run for his money Ouch. at the speed that he was running yeah. there. Um, really not having a deep threat showed up with DJ Chark being out. And, um, yeah, just – just some clearing deficiencies there. The O-line seemed to hang on pretty good for most of the game. There yeah. at the end, seemed like they were getting beat up, but it 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 really seemed more like we were just kind of struggling in terms of our game planning. What did you think of that, Will? It was, I mean, it looked like a fourth preseason game. Um, I think, you know, when we're talking about other rookie quarterbacks uh, starting off, <clears throat> Of course, you know, they're they're never going to come. It is so rare to have a Cam Newton who comes in and, and just lights it up, and we still lost that game. Um, but what I would have liked to see is just, you know, let let Bryce go for it. Our receivers aren't going to be in the right spots. They're, they're just not. They're, they're not going to be. I don't think they are good enough to get to that point, unfortunately, and that's kind of what I touched on last week when we were talking about Bryce's anticipation and his, yeah. you know, his his brain really being the the his advantage. It it means nothing when you have guys who just aren't getting to the right spots. Absolutely, there were several passes that should have been completions that were not completions, and that was on our receiver and not Bryce. But you know, I, I really think that Frank came in there. He was trying to be too conservative. I think he babied Bryce a little bit too much. I really would have liked to see uh, the game plan be a bit more aggressive. You know, he's he's our Bryce is our guy. He's our starting quarterback. We don't have a phenomenal team around him. You know, I we're not gonna go to the playoffs and 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 do anything there. So just let him go out there and and throw the ball around. You know, I, I 
these these five six yard the the dink and dunk stuff it's fine you know get let him get a little confidence but you got to open up the uh the playbook um I, I think trevor lawrence uh was able he had a I mean, he was slinging it, obviously. Three interceptions, whatever, no big deal. He's He's been throwing a lot of interceptions. He's come back. He's, he's been cleaning up his game. Um, he's he's probably going to turn out to be a, a really great quarterback. Um, but, uh, you know, I, I would like the the coaching staff to, you know, I, in this coming week, be just a, just a little bit more aggressive. BK, what are your thoughts? You know, I think we could have been more aggressive. And I agree, there were only a couple attempts at deep plays. But keep in mind, we picked up Miles Sanders um, this season. I think the hope is that he was going to provide some running support. Um, But, you know, interestingly, if you look at the stats, they don't really uh, tell the story of that is equal to the score. And now I think, unfortunately, a lot of that is the turnovers, right? Yeah. I mean, we yeah. out he we out threw them, we outrushed them, we had more first downs than them. Mm-hmm. Um, but unfortunately, those turnovers, all three of them, were pretty critical. Didn't um, they score on all three of the turnovers? I think they may they have. I think they did. And so, you know that that's actually the story of the game. And to me, having a guy playing his first NFL game that gives me a little bit of hope because I do think, given his abilities his cognitive abilities he never looked rattled Mm. during the game i'll give him that um so i you know yes it it was a little bit of like a i don't know a little bit of a letdown we all know we all had some hopes for how you know he might do in the first game but all in all turnovers and stuff like that can be cleaned up and they will over time Mm -hmm. so i don't want to say you know it wasn't a super fun game to watch, but at the same time, our schedule is super easy this season. I think I heard we have the fourth easiest schedule in the NFL. And so if he starts cleaning stuff up as the season goes along, you know, we can get some wins. Thankfully, we're also not in a terribly uh, difficult division. So, you know, I'm not saying we're winning the Super Bowl yet, but I'm just saying I still have some hope considering what the score of the game was and kind of the general tone throughout the game. But for a first game, I'm not, I'm not totally bummed yet. The Falcons scored 17 points off the turnovers. So obviously that was the difference. Plus, I mean, the Miles Sanders fumble, that was probably more of a 14 point swing, seven point swing. So we did, we made a lot of mistakes. We always go into Atlanta and lose. I mean, I'm pretty sure in, in my lifetime and almost 30 years, you know, well, I guess the team has been around for the entirety of all of our lives. So, Scott, I mean, scratch that. For the life of the team, we're what, like 8-22 and 22 or something? We have a terrible record in Atlanta. Yeah. And we have a terrible record against Atlanta in general. So yeah. they always have our number, no matter who's at QB, no matter who's coaching, no matter who owns the team. They just, you know. It's... They weren't that impressive, though, either. No, they uh, Other were than those turnovers, it isn't as though Atlanta was doing things with the ball that made me think wow, this is a team we can't compete with at some point. Oh, Desmond Ritter sucks. I think yeah. Bijan was did a, had a had a good first game. I think yeah. Bijan came as advertised. He did. Yeah. yeah. I mean that that first touchdown, I, he put on the brakes like, oh my god. I mean, just I mean, going full speed, and then he just kept going. I mean, yeah. our guys flying around him. It was it was crazy. Um, he's gonna get 
Desmond Ritter a lot of stats this year. Because, I mean, those little dunk plays for Desmond worked where they didn't really work as well for us. And that's why he was, what, like 15 of 18 and but only had like a buck 90 or something like that. It yeah. was yeah. it was pretty, you know. No, it, he had I think he came away with fewer yards than Bryce. He did. I don't, oh, did he? They did not have as many passing yards as okay. he did. Okay. Okay, fair enough. Um one thing that struck me though in terms of game planning and as as I watched the game was it seemed like but for the traditional way of looking at Bryce, he might be a better play action guy in the NFL. You know, a run pass option guy. Um, not to say that he's going to be doing the running, but just you know how Cam would would stay in tighten the you know, behind the line, and then he would pull the ball sometimes and run, and then sometimes um, he would pull the ball and throw. I think that could be a decent option for us just to true up some of the defensive coverage that we're going to get against Bryce because he lines up like Drew Brees. I mean, he's just sitting back there playing the pro style offense meaning like he's just always in the shotgun and and throwing from that place but it but if you know that then you don't ever really have to change your coverage schemes or anything like that so it it gives you a little bit of an advantage versus if you mixed in some pl- uh play action and uh just see where that would lead it might open up some more running lanes too for our guys cuz we did have good yardage running wise i think at the end of the game it was 143 yards or something like that so it's not bad but um a lot of that just seemed like it wasn't as effective at keeping drives alive as we as we really needed and you know i don't know i i just i i, I watched that and thought man that might be something that we should explore and it'll be interesting too to just see what role that frank reich plays in play calling moving forward yeah like greg was talking about last week and i think it's uh, it was a really good point i think frank reich does have to you know especially frank needs to check his ego and and maybe um you know turnover play calling duties if he's if he's not getting it done i I hope he'll be i hope he'll be quick to do that and not slow to do that true i mean what's the point of bringing on the greatest coaching staff if you're not going to use them to their strengths you know of course like we see with the jets oftentimes these paper tigers don't really show up in in real life (laughs) daggone daggone all right y'all so brian burns had a pretty solid game the other day in the wake of this contract negotiation situation uh bk what are your thoughts on brian burns and moving forward pay the man pay the man You know, I actually, I think we were talking during the game and I said at the beginning of the game, he looked like he was coming out and playing the game of his life. He quickly Mm -hmm. had a sack and a half, Mm -hmm. was all over the place, was, you know, just throwing people around. And uh, I said, he's going to come out, have great game today and then say, I'm not coming back until you pay me. Mm -hmm. I wouldn't fault him if he did, Spice. I I, I wouldn't fault him if he didn't come back and play either. I, I... I think it was kind of a point to, hey, I'm a team guy. I'm coming out here to play. But at at a certain point, you've got to work with me. And I don't know what the talk is now. I think, I believe today I read that Brian Burns said he was going to play out the season with or without a contract. Dang. I mean, that more power to him. More power to him. But I I think the, the problem with that then becomes, does he feel like staying with Carolina. Well, he'll be going into his fifth year next year, right? Yeah. No. So it's a fifth. Did we pick up his option? Uh, yeah, we picked his option up. So he's 
He's under contract this year, obviously. Yes, but I we, think we we picked, drafted him in 2019. Yeah, I yeah. think we picked up his fifth year option. I think that was something they did pretty quickly, and uh, with the expectation they were going to, you know, get a long term contract in place. But the more the season goes along, and the more this remains unresolved, the more likely it's going to build animosity in him towards the team. You know, I mean, I know that everyone thinks it's business, but right now, as we were talking with Greg about. This is generational wealth that he's trying to put behind him, and sure. um, and I, I don't. I, when we're talking about things like that, I just don't think it's something that you can take light, lightly or expect a player of his caliber to take lightly. And I could fully understand if he held out or just decided that maybe this wasn't the right place for him next year if we couldn't get it done. And at the end of the day. What's a couple more million bucks to to David Tepper or even the organization? Because next year we go into a much better salary cap position than we are now. So you know you're going to be able to stretch that out uh, using that, using guaranteed funds and so forth. And he's, you know, he's a top five rusher in the league, I think, right now. And the other thing that this does for you, and this might have been his point, if he goes out there and gets like 14, 15 sacks this year after the season he had last year, stays healthy, that number is going to go up considerably. Yeah. You know, he's going to be over the 30 million mark, maybe more at that point. So lock him up now. You're probably going to get a discount on him, you know, if he if he comes out and explodes. Uh, so just get it done. Take take that one more consideration for the team away so that they can just focus on football and not having to feel questions about the Brian Burns contract situation. That's got to be worth a few million by itself. Yeah. Especially coming out and playing the way that they did. Well, and the other thing, too, is is when you're dealing with a situation like we did last season where we were dismantling to rebuild, what we could have received in return for him if we're not planning to pay him and he's either not going to play next season or just be gone and we're not going to get anything in return, you don't, you don't pass up the opportunity to get what we would have gotten in return for him Unless you're planning on keeping him. I yeah. mean, because that's just dumb. I mean, ideally, yeah, we'd all love to have DJ and Christian McCaffrey back. It's not like we didn't love those guys. But at the same time, there was purpose in getting rid of them to build something bigger, hopefully. And if you were just keeping him to have him around for an extra year, that that's not helping the the, the entire franchise. Yeah, you, you will have wasted draft capital and goodwill. You'll have wasted a lot of things if, if that ends up being the case. Uh, interestingly enough, though, I, I think it's even more imperative to sign Burns now in the post-J.C. Horn injury era. Yeah. And why I say that is because we're seeing a situation with J.C. Horn where the the injuries are very concerning. And I don't think that with his injury situation, if he can't find a way to stay healthy over this next year after the hamstring deal. There's no, there shouldn't be a real push to sign him up for a big deal, you know, after this season or even I, keep him. I, I, I think it's, I think it's just a, it's is you, either you get a discount rate on him, hoping that it's just there's a value there over time, or yeah, you let you let him go, and. 
And that's that. But that's all the more reason to sign your best defensive player right Yeah, now. no doubt. So, so anyway. I think he's a, you know, he's a top 10 guy on a bad team, so he looks even better. I think we're talking like our organization has made consistently decent to good decisions throughout <laughs> this past five years. Um, you know, I, I just... Wait, wait, wait. what did you just say? I, <laughs> you said our organizations made decently to good. No, he uh, said so we're talking. Y'all are as talking though. as oh, if. Oh, oh, yeah. oh, that's a fair point. I think I have seen nothing but. I mean, I, I've seen so many bad decisions. I don't know how many good decisions even ha- have been made. I don't know how many draft picks were worth their place. Horn was definitely not. You know, we took a big risk on on Bryce in a lot of ways because physically he's not your prototypical quarterback. Um, I think Icky's looking pretty solid. Derek Brown's looking pretty solid. Brian Burns. Brian, I mean, Brian Burns is a very good player, but he also, you know, he's a very inconsistent player. He's super streaky. You never see him take over games like some of the top tier defensive ends. And I think we're putting him in that blue chip category just because we don't really have anyone else on our team that performs at his level. But the problem is most of our players are mediocre to bad and he's just very good and not phenomenal. But isn't some of that because they, here's what I saw in the Atlanta game. And I think this is what you see in a lot of games. Brian Burns comes out and does Brian Burns things to start the game off. Then the other team's like, oh, crap, this is the one guy that's beating us. Double team him, triple team him, make someone else beat you. And with our front line, there's not really going to be anyone else that beats them. Derek Brown. Well, yeah, but he's, he actually, doesn't play he was, in. He plays in he the middle. He doesn't, yeah, but I think he is quietly our, our best player. Um, I, I, think he's a, I think he's more of a uh, – he sort of fills that uh, Star Latulale role Mm -hmm. where you know he is just you you don't notice him but when he left you notice that gaping hole and and so i know edge is the is the sexy position on defense right now um but i'm just concerned about our organization you know not only did they turn down the trade which was something i was in favor of at the time in hindsight that was a terrible decision i think it's you know it just it compounds on a lot of our other bad decisions and i feel like we continue to make not the best decisions and it just makes our situation worse and worse it prolongs a a rebuild and um i don't know if paying brian burns more than he is worth just to have him on the team is really going to turn out to be the best decision for us um so that's why i've i've been pretty pretty hesitant with this whole thing. I mean, he did, he, he had a good game and I'm, I'm happy that he's gonna, he's gonna stick it out and not sit out and and be a diva. Um, I understand that he's trying to get his money. I I totally get that. But talking from a team perspective, um, I'm, I'm feeling a bit more, more hesitant. But doesn't it make sense now? Hindsight's 2020. Sure. But doesn't it make sense now to sign him? Cause you're not going to get the draft unless you trade him now. Yeah. Right, you're not going to get the draft capital that you would have otherwise, because he he's just going to walk at some point. So if we you, do have the franchise tag, I mean, we would at, at worst case scenario, I think we'd be tagging him and but trading he ain't him. Play on a franchise, I don't. Yeah. Think. But it doesn't. I, I, I think mean, he'd we, sit. He he probably would, but we can still trade him, right? I mean, there's it, yeah, I mean, true. Yeah, but if you give control of a player for two years as opposed to here's one guy on a one year deal, no one's going to take him unless they know they can sign him out for a longer deal. I mean, they're not going to send 
multiple draft picks our way for a guy who's under contract for one season, if that's it. Uh, weren't the Rams willing to do that, though? Well, if they would have got him last year, they would have had him at least two. Two years, yeah. They picked two up. years with then, you know. But, I mean, the longer it goes, it's like whatever you got this year and next year, potentially, unless he's, you know, unhappy I, with it, the pay. The, the salary cap goes up in the NFL next year. It does. And we drop a lot of dead cap money. Yep. So, I think... To your point, Will, is there a chance that we could overpay, not by being in the Bosa echelon, but a step below that? Yeah, I think there's a chance. And I think only time will tell. But if five years from now, that guy's averaging nine to ten sacks a season, then it would have been a good deal. Because the money's going to be different in five years. The money's going to be very much different. So if you've got him on that long-term five-year deal, that deal suddenly becomes a lot better looking then, and you will have gotten the... um, you know, you would have gotten the production out of him over that period of time. That's a lot of ifs, but everything's a lot of ifs. And we could yeah, have, that's we, that's we fair have, enough. Yes, if we sign him to a big contract and he plays well, then that was a good decision. I mean, I agree with I, that. And statement. I think at this point in time, that's what you got to do because you, you you don't know what's going to happen. You can't predict the future, so you go with what you got, and you got a guy that's been largely healthy and productive, not. To what to use your term, the blue chip maybe that Bosa is, but I mean, if if Bosa's an A plus, Brian's an A A minus, you know. So I think twelve sacks last, twelve and a half sacks last no, year. No, I'm I'm with you on that. I'm not saying he's any he's any worse than that. I, I just you know I I think I'm more lamenting our organization's consistent <laughs> failures that have put us in this situation where we have no leverage and no choice but to overpay and i feel like all of our decisions that have compounded on our past bad decisions have done nothing but sink the team into a deeper hole of perpetual not very goodness <laughs> to badness i i i am not as down of the dumps on this team is uh is our, our buddy wolstradamas i i think this is a better team this year than it was last year um and I think there's there's going to be an opportunity for us to show this. Look, we don't have to be a great team this year to be better than we were last year. And we don't have to be... <laughs> That's uh, a very true statement. <laughs> yeah. And we don't have to be a great team to show promise and 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 places to build on. And Brian Burns, that's another reason why I think you know you go ahead and sign him because he is one of those pieces that you can build around and build on. For sure. So, for sure. So speaking of Brian Burns, yep. BK, what's our fun topic of the week? Thanks, Adam. The CPC fun topic of the week is, what do you think the Panthers should do to atone for how he's been treated? Yeah. What do we think we should do? Y'all looking at me? Yep. <laughs> no, no, no. Actually, no, no. We can't We can't go to you first. You got to come to me because yeah, yeah, you, you just poo-pooed all over like re-signing us. So atonement is not going to be I, in I your... It's not going to be in your blood right now. So... Uh, what could we do? Yep. Um, I think we could erect a huge uh, statue to Brian Burns and put it in Uptown Charlotte, right outside of the stadium. You know, the Panthers don't have great history of people they've erected statues to. <sighs> Good point. <laughs> <laughs> You're not referring to Jerry Richardson, are you? I'm just saying one has disappeared, hasn't it? That's, that's true. One. <laughs> we also got like, what, six Panthers outside the stadium? So that's, that's, true. that's true. That's true. That's true. Yeah. So what do you think? 
statue? I mean, statue's a good idea. I think there is like, so do you remember when Zlatan signed with uh, LA, LA and Galaxy? he took he took out his own ad in the paper? Full page. Full page ad just saying you're welcome yeah. when he arrived there. One of the <laughs> greatest funny. sports moves ever, right? Yeah. I think we should take out <laughs> a amazing. full page ad. Thanking Brian Burns? Just saying thank you. I like kind it. of like the reverse. Instead of the athlete having yeah. to say it, it's it's the organization saying it. It also wouldn't help for there to be like a massive billboard, something to the effect of, you know, we're we're so sorry. We Isn't love you. Wake Forest building a huge medical school in Charlotte? Isn't that on the in the cards? I don't know. I Why think... would they move it from the hospital here? I don't know. They have I'm, a huge I'm... medical school in Winston. I think they are. It's possible. They have other schools down there. You're going to name a wing after him? Is that I what you're getting at? I was thinking we could have the Brian Burns wing of the, you know, Wake Forest uh, School of Medicine. I mean, if that's what it takes, I'm down. <laughs> I mean, you know, I'd say we could name part of the uh, practice facility after him, but there's no practice facility. I like um, I like the ad idea. Yeah. It is a lot less permanent. You know, the statue feels and the wings feel like getting a tattoo of a girlfriend on your that, arm or that something. That may not that may not be there. Yeah. In the yeah. future. Yeah. If it, it feels like a bad idea. It feels like a jinx. Yeah. Okay, well But the ad is cool. Yeah. Maybe, and the billboard is cool. Yeah, maybe maybe even also like as he's signing the contract, you know, provide him with like a diamond encrusted pen to sign it with or something. Sure. Something, you know. One other thing we could think about doing is petitioning Marvel to include him in one of the uh, Spider-Man I like that. comic books. That's a really good idea. Just do like a little cameo of Brian Burns in a Spider-Man comic. Or even the next movie. I'd be sick too. Yeah. Maybe that's something. Maybe that's... He can earn that. If if he goes on getting 12 to 14 sacks a season on and off for the next several years, he'll, he'll end up having a cameo in the Spider-Verse or something. So I don't want to give him that for free, you know? Yeah, I mean... You give him the money and you see if he performs up to that and, and then you give him the gravy on top of everything else. That was a step too far for you, Will. <laughs> <laughs> he was, You're like, medical don't reward school the week? man that much. Medical school week? Yes. Uh, cameo in a spider film? No. Spider-Man <laughs> film? No, 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 dude. Let him perform. Let him earn that. You know. That's hilarious. All right, guys. Our last topic for the week is predictions for next week. Uh, we play New Orleans, at home, Bank of America. I think the crowd's going to be hype. New Orleans tends to show up pretty good at the BOA. However, Bryce's first game and the new regime's first game at home, I think the crowd will be uh, well attended by Panthers fans. BK, you got any predictions about next week? I do not believe that it's going to be a high-scoring game. I think that the Panthers are going to clean some things up, and I think they're going to squeak it out. Any any over-under under not a lot. <laughs> uh, I don't know exactly how many points, but I know Saints just won 16-15. I could see something similar. Mm-hmm. Maybe a little, maybe a few more points thrown in there, but I don't think that this is going to be a game that, you know, is like, you know, I'm not I'm not seeing like 43 to 35 or something like that. I think it's going to be low scoring, but I think we squeak it out. Well, 
Well, I think I was the closest this past week, and I think I'll uh, be the closest again this week. Um, Bryce, no will have, uh, Bryce will have more than 200 yards this game. Uh, I th- he's still going to throw a couple of interceptions, and I am concerned they're going to be in the middle of the field again. Um, but I, I think he's going to at least have two touchdowns to offset that. I agree with BK. It's not going to be a high-scoring affair. Um so our defense is going to need to to come out. I, I don't expect a win, though. Hmm. What hmm. do you think, Adam? I think we get a W. I think it's going to be a 24-21 to 21 score. I think it'll be an exciting game. Uh, I think Bryce, uh, he may throw one interception. I'm going to go back to what I was saying last week, though. I think he throws three touchdowns. I, I think he gets some things together. We've got a longer week because we're playing on Monday, and I just think there are wrinkles that get ironed out this week in practice uh and there are improvements vast improvements that we see that give the the fan base hope i also think the boa is going to be pretty rocking and anything that goes well is going to be rewarded by the fans so i think that will be an advantage for us versus when we were playing in atlanta and against a hostile a hostile crowd because in atlanta they, I mean, we saw a few a Panthers fans there, but it was an overwhelmingly Atlanta crowd. And then they pump in that noise on top of everything, too. It's a dome. Yeah, so I, I just think there will be an opportunity, even if there are some mistakes made, to kind of get the, ju- the ju- juju back, excuse me, uh, and, and get a win there. So 24-21, I think Bryce goes 253-1 in terms like of it. stats. That's what I think, and I think Miles Sanders atones for himself and gets a hundred yard game. Uh, he was he was not that bad. He wasn't bad. He wasn't bad, but for the the fumble, I that was bad. Yeah. Yeah. The fumble wasn't just bad because it was a fumble. It was bad because at the time of the game that it came and the location on the field that it came. It, it just it, to your point, while they scored seven off that, it really was like scoring fourteen. It, it changed the whole tenor. We had an opportunity, I think, to tie at that point. Was that right? tire go up on him i don't know yeah it was something like that and it just it just really changed a lot and uh so i think he's going to really want to come back out and and play hard and and atone for that uh so uh, yeah i think that's where we're going to be like it all right guys that's it that's the end of the show but before we end we would like to thank all the crew that makes it possible a lot of the same cast and characters from last year We've got our chief program editor, Susan B. Cutting, our head of culinary affairs, Mo Salt, our office intern and apprentice. She's not really an intern anymore. She's been here a year, is she? No, she will keep her as an apprentice. She's, she's going to stay an apprentice? She's an inter- intern. Nope. Okay, all right. Yeah. Uh, our on-call and never-stalled staff urologist, I.P. Freely, our Louisiana Bayou correspondent, Allie Gator, our director of geriatric care, Liv Long, our coastal Carolina meteorologist, who we're going to maybe need in the next yeah, couple Yeah, we may of... need. Yeah. yeah. Harry Kane, our <laughs> our Tom Brady liaison, Hugh Jass, our <laughs> office pipe inspector, inspector, goodness gracious, Lee King, our office pasta aficionado, Al Dente, and finally our head of self-gratification research, Shelby Stroganoff. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Mom. <laughs> Sorry, Mom. <laughs> we look forward to seeing what her research unfolds. <laughs> or not. <laughs> unfolds was not the right word. No. Oh. <laughs> <laughs>
I'm gonna have to mark these as explicit from now on. (laughs) Okay. All right, guys. Well, with that, anything else? Keep pounding. Keep pounding. Keep pounding, everyone. And thank you so much for listening. Goodbye.